record and start talking right now. Welcome to the Be Kind Podcast with your host, Joe Kirkner, presented by the Animal Advocates of South Central Pennsylvania. Welcome to the Animal Advocates Podcast, the Be Kind Podcast. We're on a mission to make a more compassionate and loving world for all creatures. Big, small, large, tall, small, petite, all good, all creatures, all lovable, so we love them. And just as a reminder, you can find us wherever podcasts are sold on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and all those other weird podcast hosting platforms that you somehow find yourself on. They're a thing. And I have (laughs) the honor of being joined today by John Beck once again. Hey. And Natalie Whistler, a YouTube video content creator who has agreed to come on and share a little bit about her work and her vegan experiences. Hi, Natalie. Hello. How are you? We are doing just fine. It is a beautiful Sunday, and we are getting ready for a very productive week full of great things. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Thank you for having me on. And before we launch into some of the more heavy questions, why don't you just tell us a little bit about yourself, your vegan journey, and what takes up most of your time nowadays? Yeah, so my name is Natalie. Again, um, I'm 24 years old. I model and I also make videos on YouTube. And I'm vegan, of course. (laughs) (laughs) How long have you been vegan for? So I started my vegan journey in like 2017. I was taking summer classes at my university and I was in a health class and we started learning about foods and stuff like that. And I had started getting into watching some documentaries and I just started questioning like what I was putting in my body. Um, and I got more interested in it and I started looking up more creators who were vegan and pages and started learning more and more. And now I've been officially vegan for about a year and a half. Awesome. So how did you originally get into making vegan videos on YouTube? And I suppose while we're on the topic, could you tell us a little bit about your vegan YouTube channel? I started it about a year ago. I wasn't as like consistent with it as I am now but I had seen a lot of vegans on YouTube and they were all just like perfect like (laughs) perfectly aesthetic vegans and uh always had like you know beautiful recipes and stuff but I really liked other creators on YouTube who were more like fun and relatable and quirky so I had always grown up like watching YouTube and watching creators and I was like you know what like I feel like there's there isn't that like vegan creator on YouTube who could just be like your best friend, like is very relaxed, is cool, is kind of quirky, fun, and isn't perfect. Um, so I really kind of wanted to create that space on YouTube, like a very non-judgmental, fun, chill place for vegans and also for non-vegans to kind of normalize it, like make it a place where it's just the normal content you would watch on YouTube, but a spin on it with veganism. It is an awesome YouTube channel that happens to be vegan is a theme that comes up time and time again. That awesomeness plus that happens to be vegan is the best way to attract people to the movement. So that's awesome. Thank you. I really like your YouTube channel too. Like you said, it's so quirky and unique and I just, it's so fun. And I've been watching your videos for a couple months now and they're just so entertaining and it's... (laughs) And as someone that's an editor myself, I do almost all of our videos on uh, our Animal Advocates YouTube channel and everything. And I just was wondering, (laughs) kind of curious how you do your editing process, because 
do you do it all in one shot or do you do multiple takes and then cut out your favorite parts and put that together that way? Or how do you go about that? For the listeners, Natalie's videos have a lot of cuts in them. They jump from shot to shot Mm -hmm. quite frequently. (laughs) So along John's question, we were wondering if do you literally film yourself for three seconds, stop and then go again? Or do you just edit? the bejesus out of a super duper long I, clip i literally spend like three days editing the crap out of them oh wow <laughs> um, so i will literally just do i mean sometimes i'll move my camera like if i'm cooking i'll like do a wider shot and then i'll move over to my stove or something if i'm cooking something but for the most part i just shoot a straight video i probably film for about like three hours and then at the end i just like we'll end it and then edit it so if like i'm filming and i say something that i was like ah that wasn't that funny i'll redo it like i'll in the same shot i'll just repeat what i said or repeat my outro or something like that like i'll do a couple of the same ones and then in my editing i'll choose which ones that i like and kind of mishmash it together and i use shotcut okay um it's like a free a free one that you can use on your computer Mm -hmm. It's a little finicky, but (laughs) I make it work. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, Um, it looks great. (laughs) I just use a lot of like Zoom features and texts and stuff like that. I'm still (laughs) working on it because I haven't been doing it for that long. So trying to like get better as I go. Yeah, it looks great, though. I mean, your your cutting is very well done. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Yeah, we're not talking about veganism right now, but this is all still cool stuff to know. But I like it too because even though like you said it's just one long take for you the way you cut up is keeps the uh, watchers yeah watchers the viewers the viewers viewers attention more just because it's not just one person talking for 10 minutes even though it's technically the same angle the fact it jumps around makes it much more engaging so yeah Yeah, and again, that's kind of what I was trying to, like, do with it because I wanted to create the vegan content, but I wanted it to be, like, really fun to watch. Like, I'm not the best cook. It's very (laughs) obvious, but I think it's fun to watch. And again, it normalizes that, you know, vegan cooking isn't this, like, perfect, perfectly aesthetic thing that happens. It's like, no, real people, you know, mess up and aren't that great either. (laughs) So a lot of your videos are about food and cooking, and I, your last couple ones were about weird food combinations, uh, Just Egg Review, and that actually inspired me to get Just Egg Sandwich today, and it was very good. Oh. So thank you again for... <laughs> so good. Oh, I'm glad. <laughs> and something that I think is fascinating with the vegan movement is just the sheer quirkiness of the food sometimes, and I was wondering, are there any vegan foods out there that you just don't get? For example, for me, I don't get why vegan Beyond sausage is a thing or why we feel the need to recreate sausage. The concept is gross when it's not (laughs) vegan. So what vegan was out there saying, you know what, I want to recreate this thing that's essentially made of the worst parts of any type of poor animal in a vegan Mm -hmm. way. So that's, that's mine. So I was wondering if you had any similar foods that you just really don't get. Yeah, so that's interesting. I actually, I, I really love the Beyond sausages. <laughs> I do too. <laughs> yeah, I think Sorry. they're great. Um, <laughs> but I see what you're I mean, because there's a lot of people, and I'm one of them, who went vegan, but it's not because I didn't like the taste of meat. You know what I mean? I, I really enjoyed it. So those like weird, gross things that, you know, once you realize what they really are, 
or like you want nothing to do with but a vegan version is pretty appealing yeah <laughs> the thing that i don't get that vegans eat is day of cheese i really mm. don't get it i don't understand how anybody could love that <laughs> <laughs> i think it's so bad but i think there's so many good vegan cheese alternatives it like makes me mad when day is the option just because it could be so good but right day is just not it <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's it's funny you brought that up because I make mac and cheese. I think I told you about this before uh, in another conversation, but uh, my mac and cheese that I used to sell and everything, I actually used Daya as the base because when I first started making it, Daya was the only thing out there. So mm-hmm. I didn't really have a choice, but I found a way yeah. to m- not make it taste like garbage. <laughs> it's hard. Prop it's hard work. Right, you. right. But no, I totally understand why people are like, oh, this is the worst thing ever because yeah. it is. <laughs> If you don't, if you yeah, don't doctor it up, it's pretty awful. But, yeah. Well, it's like rhubarb. I mean, if you need to make a pie with rhubarb and add five pounds of sugar to make it edible, why are you using rhubarb to exactly. make a pie? <laughs> so true. It's so true. Yeah. <laughs> so, John, what's your food that you just don't get? Oh, geez. Uh, she already said daya, so you can't. I can't really use daya. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't really have anything. The only thing I don't like that this isn't even a vegan thing, but mushrooms but vegans love mushrooms for some reason <gasps> no. i can't i can't stand mushrooms i i, I lo- taste- you're not cooking them right no no i <laughs> <laughs> i they just taste like dirt to me i just i don't understand why people think that's like they call that unami john well it tastes like dirt <laughs> what that's the alternative word for dirt yeah <laughs> no it's that uh, je ne sais quoi savory taste that foods had they call it unami well, yeah. Anyway, dirt. <laughs> no, okay, I, but for real though, you have to try shiitake mushrooms like sliced up thin and bake it in the oven. Like okay. it tastes so good. I guarantee you'll like it. Right. Maybe I'll make a video on it for you. Okay, that'd be cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but back to, since you're talking about videos and food and stuff, uh, back to your most recent episode. I know this is kind of dating the episode now, but uh, you did have weird foods that you were mm-hmm. trying out and I had mentioned to you yesterday about doing peanut butter and jelly burritos because that was something I used yeah. to do. <laughs> Dude, that sounds awesome. So weird. I'm great. <laughs> I Wait, didn't have you any... didn't say peanut butter and jelly. You said peanut butter and jelly and something else. Like well, you had something else in it. Oh, Swedish, you? Swedish fish. I use Swedish fish. Yeah, what? <laughs> Who does that? Me. <laughs> it's so wrong. That's like a four-year-old put together like a meal for themselves. Exactly. <laughs> Dude, you throw Every a banana in there. You throw it on a panini press. Okay, that would be good. Something good. A banana up in that would be really good but i see i was like in <laughs> poverty so i didn't have those things i just had like trash laying around it's like i have no bread i need a peanut Wait, butter and jelly you can't afford a banana but you can afford <laughs> we go <laughs> we start now. wars so you could go out there and buy a banana for 49 cents a pound all right so <laughs> uh, sorry sorry i'm a total disappointment <laughs> but uh yeah i just i that was such a funny episode and like seeing your facial expressions trying these things it was like oh god i can actually like see the horror in your face like how bad this food is yeah it's something that i do a lot is facial expressions so i was like this this will work sauerkraut is a shockingly useful uh side dish yeah though at one time i read what do you use it on let's see i used if you like sauerkraut and avocado sauerkraut and hummus isn't bad either Mm. That would be interesting. Mm. Okay. Okay. Well, <laughs> I, definitely try the avocado with it because it, it really wasn't that bad. It's kind of good. 
that did that did seem like a pretty good combination. So yeah, I have to try that too. And someone said if you mix sauerkraut and nooch, it's like cheese. And I wanted to ask the person where they get their cheese. Cause <laughs> yeah, uh, all right, they like Daya. End of story. <laughs> hey, it's been thirteen <laughs> minutes, and we've talked about literally nothing useful. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. No, no, that's great. That's great. It's nice to have a lighthearted podcast for once. Yeah. Yeah, I just you're. I just love how uh, you're so personal with these videos like you just really reach out and you just try and make these your own personal experiences and sharing them with people and it's just you don't just do like food reviews and food-based things you talk about you know your personal experiences with your life you know and i just i think it's really great that you you do that because most videos are just so pretentious and (laughs) from Mm -hmm. from other youtubers it's just like oh why am I watching this? <laughs> but like your, your <laughs> well, stories are interesting. I appreciate that a lot. Yeah, no, they're, they're interesting. And I just, I'm glad you're out there doing that. So thank you. Yeah, and for anyone else who's out there looking to start their own, making their own videos or trying to get their own following online, what's the best way to start and then also grow their audience so they can reach potential vegans or non-vegans or practicing vegans really to try and cultivate that community around their show? Um, (laughs) that's a good question. I mean, I don't have like a huge audience right now, so I'm not sure I could be the one giving you advice on that. I haven't shared it on like my personal, uh, like social media yet, just because I'm still like testing the audience and, you know, I'm still trying to like improve and get better. But I use Reddit. (laughs) Like I join groups in Reddit and I'll like post my videos there. And I have joined like some Facebook groups just to see like what people are talking about and just kind of like be a part of that community. But I honestly just love like talking with people in the comments too. I think that that makes it like a lot more personal if you're trying to like create content to actually pay attention to the people that are paying attention to you is huge. But yeah, I think it's just all about being personable and, you know, sharing real content. Well, speaking of people, the vegan community, especially online, does not have the greatest reputation. And I imagine (laughs) when you're out there sharing your content on uncharted waters at times especially Mm -hmm. places like reddit what's the reception been like or how have you been handling your interactions with potentially toxic individuals online yeah (laughs) um that's definitely something that like scared me away at first because i think you know you see a lot of like very aggressive vegans online and i think that's only not because that's the most of the vegan community, but they're just the loudest, unfortunately. <laughs> so that's like what you see in here. I've definitely gotten like <laughs> a good amount of negative comments. I typically delete them, but there's a lot of people, you know, who will say things like, oh, you should be eating meat or, mm. um, you know, have said terrible things like about, you know, my body because of it. And it's really about like self-confidence like when you put yourself out there like you really do have to be ready for that kind of stuff but I think you know I'm I feel like I'm really lucky so far I think most of the people who you know have visited my channel or have commented on my videos have been really sweet and um I, I that's really just what I'm trying to grow on that channel is people who are like minded like me who are vegan but you know aren't shoving it down your throat even though you already are vegan like trying to perfect you so it it does have its ups and downs but i think i've been pretty lucky and i've connected with some really really cool people i didn't send you this question ahead of time so feel free to just throw it right back but 
Do you <laughs> practice any other kinds of vegan advocacy, or is this really the niche you found that's your most sustainable way to be an advocate for the animals? Yeah. Um, so I did join a group that was in my area, um, and I've been to, I think, like two Cubes of Truth before, but I don't, on a daily basis, um, go out and do anything necessarily but this is kind of my outlet like I've always really loved editing and I've always been in front of the camera so I thought that maybe this could be my way of reaching people and you know I'll share it on my Instagram most of my Instagram is my modeling stuff um but you know I'll occasionally share things on my Instagram to kind of reach people who wouldn't normally look at veganism um so I do that as well and you mentioned modeling how did you get into modeling yeah, so, you know, that's a really long story, but the shortened version is um, when I was 14, I was in a pageant, which was very not me, <laughs> but I got convinced, and a agency was there scouting for models, and they picked me and said, hey, you know, I think you could, you could be something one day, and uh, they paid for me. Um, to kind of learn all about modeling and then took me to New York and uh, I eventually signed in New York and I've traveled to Japan twice and lived there for a little bit um, through a modeling contract and now I'm back to modeling in New York. Do you speak Japanese? I do not. <laughs> I was lucky enough to have a translator with me the whole time. So <laughs> I should have learned a little bit more than I did. But when you have something to rely on like that, it's, it's hard to motivate yourself. I was going to say Nani, but I don't know if I'm saying that right. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't be able to translate for you. <laughs> um, so how is veganism perceived in the modeling community? Uh, specifically, it's been associated with eating disorders a lot, especially among the super thin um, demographics or even just the people who are trying to seek that perfection or maybe have body image issues, which is another thing that's often associated with modeling as well. So uh, mm -hmm. I suppose back to how is it just perceived in general within the community? Is it more of a health or ethical stance? Just any general observations or stories you may have regarding that? Yeah, I would say that it's mostly viewed as like a diet in the industry. Like that's kind of when you tell people that you're vegan, that that's kind of what comes to mind, not necessarily the um, ethical standpoint, um, just because a lot of the girls do eat you know, pretty healthy. And when people think of veganism, they typically think of healthy. I think that's, that's more the understanding of it. Um, but like you said, I think, unfortunately, sometimes it can get associated with eating disorders. And that's unfortunate, but it really, the two have nothing to do with each other. I think th there are some girls in the industry who do have eating disorders, which is really unfortunate. And I, I don't, it really doesn't matter if they're vegan or not. Like th there's a lot of girls who have it and some, some are vegan, some aren't, but it, the, the two don't really compare. And a lot of times when people in all professions, they run into ethical conundrums where their work responsibilities conflict or go directly against their veganism, ethical practices. Do you ever find that in the modeling community? Let's, for example, maybe you have to model something made of leather and mm -hmm. That does obviously does not align with the vegan ethic. Right. Yeah. Um, so 
I, I've been asked this before um, and haven't really talked about it because it is it is difficult. Um, we live in a non-vegan world and I have been modeling since I was 14 and only found veganism three years ago. And it is my career. So, you know, I think a lot of vegans run into that. Like, you know, can you work at a restaurant that's not vegan if you're vegan and it, things like that? I have my limitations for sure. And I will deny some jobs because, you know, it doesn't fit you know, with something that I would want to promote, but, uh, you know, with makeup and being cruelty free, it can get very, very difficult to find jobs if you turn down all of them. So, you know, it's difficult. You have to make tough decisions, but also, you know, try to do the best that you can. Yeah, I'm in the same camp as you. I a lot of times have to organize events for work. And a lot of time there's food at these events. I'm saying they're trying to figure out, do I want to order chicken salad or ham and turkey sandwiches? Mm -hmm. And I'm sitting there in the corner thinking, I don't want to order any of those. But (laughs) no one's everyone's going to give me dirty looks if they all show up and there's nothing but hummus wraps. So I've taken the incremental step of let's say the options are burgers and hot dogs or cheese lasagna i'll do the vegetarian option get cheese lasagna instead mm-hmm. so it's incremental steps that plant the seed or just are getting one step closer to normalizing uh, at least yeah. vegetarianism mm-hmm. but also like you there is that fine line where if someone asked me to promote um little dickie's chicken barbecue out there behind their church <laughs> i'm not going to raise my hand for that right. job right yeah, like I'm definitely not going to take a job where I'm like eating a burger, obviously. I've, like I've, I've had to say no to things like that. Like I won't eat, obviously I won't eat it, you know what I mean? So I won't eat it on camera either. And um, I've, I've said no to like fur before and things like that. But like I said, with, with makeup and stuff, it gets sticky. And like you said, it even with your job, like a lot of jobs, I feel like you come into issues with that and you also touched a little bit about the extensive travel you've done can you tell us a little bit more about how veganism is perceived differently in different parts of the world i think it's specifically a place like tokyo would be kind of cool for people to hear about so in tokyo specifically when the first time i traveled there i was not vegan but the second time i did i was pretty far along in my vegan journey and there wasn't that many options there at least at like your grocery store. There's definitely places in the city that had vegan options. So, you know, I could get vegan donuts or a vegan burger somewhere, but it definitely isn't as widely, you know, known as here in the US. I feel like it was a little bit more difficult to be vegan there. And even their fruit, like weird things that you wouldn't think about, like their fruit is really expensive. (laughs) So like I couldn't eat a lot of fruit there because like they would have, they would have like a watermelon for 50 bucks. Like it was like crazy. I mean, obviously not American dollars, but it was ridiculous. So it it definitely is different when uh, you're traveling around, but using like apps or like looking things up even on Instagram um, really helps me when I travel to find places that are vegan or have vegan options. Totally not related to veganism, but watermelons are square in Tokyo, right? Or cubes? Uh, I didn't see one that was square. <laughs> <laughs> that history class. That, have I you told, seen that? I, I, I thought they made the watermelons cubes there so they would be more economical and take up less space. Kind of like how the cow's flesh burgers at Wendy's are square so they can fit on the oh, grill more neatly. I didn't know huh. that. I, I didn't see that. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, geez. I didn't see that. Maybe I just had a really vivid fever dream one day or something. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's Tokyo. I'm sure somewhere 
<laughs> there there is something like that because they have literally everything <laughs> but <laughs> i i did not see it in my local supermarket <laughs> that's for sure what was the best vegan dish you had in tokyo oh that's a good question um i don't remember the restaurant I wish I knew the name for you, but there's a restaurant that they have there where it, there's three of them all in Tokyo and they all kind of have different um, like atmospheres, but it's technically the same restaurant, but they all have different menus. I'll have to, I'll have to message you later with the name of it, but uh, they had a very, very good food. They had like beautiful vegan desserts and just like really unique foods that they had on their menus and it was all vegan which was awesome well i'm looking forward to putting that in the show notes <laughs> yeah <laughs> sorry <laughs> we already mentioned this a little bit in the beginning of the episode but what are some of those misconceptions you really want to dispel about veganism or the vegan community in general that you're trying to get across in your advocacy i am definitely trying to just normalize veganism and show people that it's not all what you see online, which is typically like angry vegans fighting with each other. Um, it, it's very normal. You can live a very easy and normal and fun life. It's not difficult to eat out. I just feel like it can be very, very normal, very fun, just like everyone else lives their life. Awesome. That happens to be vegan. That's, that's, the, that's how you get <laughs> yes. people to join the good side. Yeah. <laughs> and I have one final official question. Why do you hate coffee? Oh my gosh. Coffee is bitter and it just gives you headaches. I, I don't understand why you want to spend your money on free headaches or not free headaches, like $5 headaches. <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> I am awake in the morning and I'm ready to go. I'm awake in the morning, ready to go too, but the sun just shines a little brighter when I got coffee in my cup. <laughs> The only time I will drink a coffee is if I am like driving home late one night and I have like a really long drive. But even so, I'll make my coffee like 50% of it is like almond milk and sugar. <laughs> like it's not even coffee anymore. Nice. I am actually on your side with the coffee thing. <laughs> I worked at a coffee shop for five years uh, as an event coordinator, but I also on the side for them helped roast and grind their beans or seeds as they're actually called but yeah like the stuff we had to do was just horrible and like it stained your clothes and like it was just not fun <laughs> it was it was gross but like one thing i did learn is it's funny that you mentioned uh bitterness but if you add like a tiny bit of salt to it it actually kills some of that bitterness but, oh, you did tell me that. I yeah, forgot about that. Yeah, but I still, I just, I don't like coffee. I used to when I was a kid, and I was just like all about it. But after working with it, and oh yeah, I'm with you. I, <laughs> <laughs> I will definitely have to try the salt thing. There's yeah. not a lot of times where I have coffee and some salt next to me, but <laughs> next time, just keep packets with you. <laughs> yeah, in my pocket. <laughs> But yeah, I, I'm with you on the coffee thing. And I, I saw your video again. You made really funny faces when you were like trying them. And it was like, <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> you all are weird. Coffee is amazing. <laughs> Literally all that's I how drink. Most people are. And that's why I'm like, I just I, I can't get with it. When you come to my house, you can either drink water, coffee or alcohol. There's really <laughs> nothing else. Well, I'll drink all the water and alcohol. <laughs> Well, I hope you like cheap vodka that comes in giant plastic bottles. 
Oh, God. <laughs> All right, I'll have water. <laughs> right, before I let too much slip about my vices, um, we're coming up on half an hour. So, John, do you have any questions left for Natalie? I can't think of anything right now. Um, yeah, I don't I don't have anything. I, we pretty much nailed everything we were going to ask that I had for. You're amazing. Keep doing what you're doing. I, I think it's great. <laughs> Thank you so much. I appreciate it. I got nothing else. <laughs> well, this is coming from a man who doesn't own a TV and never really watches anything online. I've actually been having a fantastic time watching your videos. So I'm very glad, if nothing else, that I now have another place to go meander around my free time. So, again, what you do oh, is great. Oh, that's so kind. <laughs> Thank you. I'm really glad to hear that. Thank you so much. And uh, do you have any parting words for our listeners or any specific videos you'd like them to check out or just any final pieces of advice for anyone out there? I don't know if I have a specific video, but definitely go check out my YouTube channel. If you haven't seen it before, that'd be awesome. If you're not vegan already, definitely, you know, look into it. If you already are, keep it going. <laughs> and we'll, we'll put your YouTube channel in our show notes and everything too. So people can actually check you out and everything. So, Oh, thank you. Yeah. I appreciate that. And after you're done subscribing to her channel, just go ahead and go to your favorite podcast station and subscribe to ours as well, yes. Kind Podcast. So thank you, everyone, for taking your time this afternoon, and have a fantastic rest of your day. Bye. Bye. Welcome to the Be Kind Podcast with your host,